Good afternoon, this is Rupert Thompson, Chief Investment Officer at Kingswood Group. It's the 23rd of August and I'm now going to run through recent developments in the markets and our thoughts going forward. Confusing times. Global equities had a wobble last week. Um, they ended the week down some 1.4% in local currency terms. However, they did finish the week on a more positive note and have also opened higher this morning. Moreover, in sterling terms, markets benefited from a weakening of the pound against a stronger dollar. The pound has retreated to 136 against the dollar from a high of as much as 142 back in May. And as a result, in sterling terms, markets were actually little changed last week. More notable than the slight fall in equities was actually the divergence in regional performance. The US outperformed with a gain of around 1% in sterling terms, while the UK fell 1.3% and Asian emerging markets were down 3%. Two main factors were really behind these various moves. The first was the news that most members of the US Fed now believe quantitative easing tapering, QE tapering, should start this year. There's still significant variation of opinion and the Fed's plans continue to hinge on the strength of the economy over coming months. Nonetheless, tapering does now look most likely to start before year-end, rather than the start of next year, as had generally been expected. At the end of the day, this is only a small shift in timing and does not have major implications. Indeed, the first US rate hike still looks likely to come in early 2023. That said, at the margin, it is a move in a hawkish direction and the dollar benefited accordingly, boosting the relative performance of US equities in the process. The second factor behind the moves in the markets over the last week was the perception that global growth may not in fact be as strong in the second half of the year as previously thought. In the US, retail sales fell 1.1% in July and consumer confidence posted an unexpectedly large drop in August. Meanwhile, in the UK, retail sales were down as much as 2.5% in July. The spread of the Delta variant is very likely to blame for part of these declines. However, supply shortages will also have been of a factor, as will the shift in spending away from goods to services, now these areas have reopened. We don't really believe too much should be read into this apparent weakness. It's worth noting that retail sales volumes in the US and the UK, even after the recent declines, remain a hefty 10% and 5% respectively, up on their pre-pandemic levels. To add to the confusion over the strength of the UK economy, this morning saw news that UK business confidence fell more than expected in August. This followed hard on the heels of last week's report that job vacancies hit a record 953,000 in June, rather suggesting businesses were actually brimming with optimism. The truth is that while confidence is not as high as it was, it still remains strong. As for vacancies, their high level is down to the reopening of the economy and Brexit, and they will undoubtedly decline significantly as the furlough scheme winds down. Even more so than the recent data on activity, 
the latest news on UK inflation pressures give a false impression of the state of play. Average earnings rose as much as 8.8% in June from a year earlier. But the gain was massively distorted by the introduction of the furlough scheme. Underlying wage growth is running at a much more moderate 3 or 4 percent or 3 to 4 percent or so. As for UK inflation, this was unexpectedly weak in July, falling 2 percent from 2.5 percent. However, this decline should prove short-lived and inflation still looks set to head up to 4 percent or so over coming months before retreating again next year. All in all, while recent news shows growth now slowing in the US, UK and at a global level, it still looks likely to remain well above trend over the remainder of the year. As for policy, the recent moves by the Fed and the Bank of England highlight that tightening is now drawing closer, but also that the stimulus will be withdrawn only very slowly. We believe this backdrop still leaves equity markets with some further moderate upside, even if the best of the gains are now well behind us. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. Please note that this podcast is for information purposes only. The views expressed do not constitute financial advice. And please remember that the value of investments can go up as well as down. How an investment performed in the past may not be the same as how it performs in the future, and there may also be tax implications. Should you require advice, please speak to a qualified financial advisor.